Hola, and welcome to the International Man of Mystery edition of Sportsbeat After Hours. I am your host, Senor Hamahimui Jr., and joining me as always, the local, <laughs> the local lovable Canuck, Zach Hicken. Uh What's up? Yeah, we are, uh, as Hema said, International Men of Mystery. Um, special guest today, uh, Tom Hackett. Tom Hackett. He comes from the land down under. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, Tom's going to be joining us later in this podcast. As Hema mentioned, I am the local, local lovable Canuck. And uh, Hema comes over. He hails from the islands. I'm a uh, fruit salad, if you will, <laughs> of the island variety. So we got some pineapples in there. We got a little bit of kiwi and then a little bit of coconut from the islands of Tonga. Nice. Yeah, I just came up with that. Yeah, that's pretty clever. That's, that's off the dome. That's more of a smoothie, but uh, that's sure. a smoothie I drink, not a fruit salad. Because you got to have like some strawberries, nah, some cantaloupe, something that's a little heartier. Plus, no one like eats chunks of coconut. Well, in and fruit the, you salad. hate coconut, actually. Very little known fact okay. about Hema. Hema hates coconut. Okay, how about this tidbit? I also hate Hawaiian pizza. <laughs> uh, we have a story about that. If you ever see us on the streets, tell us to tell you the story about Hawaiian pizza. And it's, it's, it's actually hilarious. just offer him a, a slice of Hawaiian pizza <laughs> and I will promptly throw it into your face. Yes. Um, no, the see coconut. I like the flavor of coconut. I dislike the texture of coconut. That's Does right. That make sense? That's right. And in fact, if anyone's seen Zombieland, um, Woody Harrelson's character, um, I forget his name. If you know his name, it's been a us, long time at SB after hours and tell me what his name is. Cause I totally forgot. He actually is on a hunt for snowballs. Like the hostess snack, or no, no, he's on the host. You're he's on the hunt for. Snack. He's on the hunt for Twinkies. He, that's right. That's right. No, he's on the hunt for <laughs> Twinkies, and he keeps finding snowballs. And he says it's not the it's not the taste, it's the texture. And I totally identify with that. Anyways, okay. I digress. We're gonna have Tom Hackett on this pod a little bit later. Well, but- and you're probably wondering who we are. We're Sports Beat After Hours. Um, we are powered by KSLSports.com. Check us out for all your local sports coverage. We got BYU, Utah, Utah State, Utah Jazz, Real Salt Lake, Utah Royals, preps. Mm. Anything that you need is at kslsports.com. And you know what? If you want to uh, consume that in podcast form, then we probably have a podcast for you because we cover it all. We cover RSL, Utah, BYU, Utah State. Eh, not Utah State yet. The Jazz, Real Salt Lake, a little bit of Royals. Little bit of just general nationwide sports, and then you have us. We're kind of the other guys. Uh, you could say I, that I'm the, the Marky Mark to Hemma's uh, <laughs> Will Ferrell. Why but... am I Will Ferrell? Because okay, you are a, a tuna, and you would have come and attack me. <laughs> you'd get a taste of blood, and you'd come and attack my lion pride. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, go check out KSLSports.com if you guys haven't. Um, we don't really have an opportunity to do this without uh, the support of KSLSports.com. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you guys haven't yet, uh, just a little plug, go and uh, like and subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, helps us do more cool things, get cool guests, because we actually, I'm not going to say okay, who, dude, we're we have excited. a really big guest coming up <laughs> next week. Um, like, like huge. Yes. Like, uh, it's not Big Thunder. No, no, it's even, uh, he's even more exotic than that. Let's just say Friday was a good day. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah. Um I doubled that up there. The that doubled was, up the references really there. Yeah. Um okay, so even if you don't want to support us, at the very least, 
drop us a five-star review and follow us on Twitter because Monday night or Monday morning's pod that is about to drop. It's going to, so yeah, it'll be in your feed Monday morning when you guys wake up from uh, your, your rest and you're refreshed and ready Mm -hmm. to go for your Monday. It'll be in your podcast feed. We're announcing the winner of our Donovan Mitchell Dawn issue one shoe. Yes. Thank you. It's going to be awesome. Thank you to those who have already dropped a bunch of uh, reviews and followed us on Twitter. It's been, the response has been great. Um, And it's not the only giveaway we'll be doing. We're going to actually try and do a lot more almost every week. Um, It's just that the Dons is like the biggest one. Yeah, that's the one that has everyone excited. But we have some cool stuff that we're going to give away. Um, Also, stay tuned because that Monday episode, uh, attention to all you BYU fans, stay alert for this. Uh, It's going to be a BYU preview. Um, We're previewing the 2019 BYU football season with our BYU insider, Mitch Harper. So Mm -hmm. um, stay tuned for that. It's going to be a great episode, great content. We'll make our predictions for the season, talk about some of the expectations that we have for each individual uh, group. And just a plug for Mitch, just as a thank you for coming on. He has a podcast here at kslsports.com. It's Cougar Tracks, and he's been going through um, leading up to fall camp, breaking down each position group. He's doing a great job with it. He had Dave Rose on the podcast last week. Um, Soljay Mayava. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sorry, I I didn't know if I want to make sure I got their last name right. Soljay Mayava, he did an interview with him last week as well. I had Mark Pope a few weeks ago. Um, He's dropping exclusive stuff, exclusive interviews that he did during BYU Media Day with people like Elisa Tuiaki, Zach Wilson, Kalani Satake. Um, he's doing a great job with his coverage, so uh, BYU fans look forward to that. Utah, Utah State fans, we got you guys covered next week and the week after. Just had to start with BYU because they had their media day first. Mm-hmm. Um, we won't be getting some Utah, Utah State content uh, for until Wednesday, but uh, Utah people that you guys will be hearing from, we got Zach Moss, Bradley and I, mm-hmm. um, Britton Covey, Jalen Johnson. So all the big superstars of your team, the guys that are going to be playing in the NFL and the league next year. Stay tuned for that because we'll be talking to them. And, uh, yeah, so that's kind of our little spiel for what to look forward to for the next few weeks. And um, like we said, big guest next week. And we actually have a, a couple of other really exciting guests that um, maybe played professional sports here mm-hmm. locally. So uh, we won't, we'll say no more because yeah, we'll say no more. It, it's a surprise for you guys. You guys will enjoy it. Um, but let's get down to what we're actually came in to talk about today. The nitty gritty. The nitty gritty. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Um, when I worked at uh, <laughs> another local radio station, that was actually a segment that we had. That was get really. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. That's how we threw to it every time. Shout out to Ben Criddle. Okay. Um, but uh what what we uh want to talk about first is the Jazz have actually rounded out their roster. Mm-hmm. Um they have signed um officially uh, we talked about Nigel Williams Goss last uh-huh. week. Uh they also signed uh William Howard and um Stanton Kidd who were both on the uh summer league team last year. Um or sorry this this past season 2019 so just a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um so they have 15 roster spots filled. Mieoni gets a guaranteed contract. Jarrell Brantley and Justin Wright Foreman both get two-way contracts. So um, that's kind of the 17 guys that you'll see. Possible um, that you'll see maybe one or two more guys invited to training camp, just mm-hmm. battling for the, that like 14th and 15th roster spot. Um, I don't think we know the 
if I remember right, we don't know the details of William Howard or Stanton Kidd's mm-hmm. contract, but um, Nigel Williams Goss, he got uh, a three-year contract with the first year guaranteed. Nice little uh, chunk of money that he signed for, like $4.8 million or something like that. Mm. So not bad. Um, still waiting for the official signings of uh, – uh, uh, Jeff Green, Ed Davis, and Emmanuel Moutier. Yeah. So those will be coming, hopefully, will we expect that to be in the next week or so? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of what you can expect for uh, what the Jazz will do. Um, it's pretty, they're pretty much done until fall camp starts. So I guess it's not fall camp for them, but training camp, until training right. camp starts. But, um, yeah, well, uh, it's good to know where they where they stand. Yeah. Um, it's also good to know that Mike Conley has a killer golf game. Oh my gosh! Unbelievable. Yeah, guys, go check this out. Um, look up Mike Conley uh, golf on Twitter. He hit like a 100 foot putt, huge, putt. which was amazing. Um, and it just kind of caps off a really great two week stretch of golf here in the city of Utah. Um, yeah, that's true. Currently because is uh, the British Open right now. Yeah, it's the British Open right now. Tony Finau is killing it. The Utah native uh, from Rose Park, living in Lehigh now. He's he's playing great. Um, what about the young guns? Yeah, Preston Summerhays. Okay, you guys need to. If you guys don't know about Preston Summerhays, you got to hop on that bandwagon. You got to hop on this bandwagon. Right okay, this kid is 16 years old. He is a back-to-back Utah State Am champion. Uh-huh. First one to do it since uh, you may have heard of him, Daniel Summerhays, who was his uncle, mm-hmm. young Danny Summerhays back in 2000 and 2001. Yeah, um, Preston Summerhays. Uh, Two-time back-to-back Utah State Am champ. He's only 16. That's the most impressive part. Nephew He's of Daniel, going out in case you're and beating people that are twice his age. Yeah. Um, and he is he is legit. He is currently right now in the USGA Junior Championship, mm-hmm. um, and he is in the championship match for match play tomorrow. Right. Just won the semifinal. He just won the semifinal today. Um, had a, I mean, he dominated in the yeah. semifinal. I think he. Uh, he was five up with four holes left, so they just called the yeah. called the match because he was up by so much. So, but also he like sunk a eight foot putt to like finish the the match. Yeah, that's interesting. So the thing that's impressive about him, I went and covered him last week at the Utah State Am. His short game is unbelievable. Um, he, he uh, I would say like he he can drive well out of the box. Um, he's able to kind of stick it on on the green most of the time he it seemed that and i've noticed this that he kind of um would get off the green a little bit but even yeah. when he'd get into the rough he's so good with his irons and his short game that he's able to make up make for up it. like for when he's on the green he is money yeah and he understands all the reads and slopes and um all the angles that he needs to play yeah. um when he's putting which is really impressive for someone that's only at 16 because um i mean my dad is a very good golfer and mm. he's not 16 um he's much older than that but it's still a part of his game that he's currently that he's constantly tweaking and trying to figure out and trying to improve and so seeing a kid that young have it figured out that way is is just really impressive and i think there's gonna be a bright future for him um when he goes and tries to get his card and go on the pga tour because um like i said i think that he is a a rising star in the goal in the golf world yeah so if you if you guys don't follow him Definitely follow him now because he's going to do great things really soon. Yeah. Really soon. Yeah, he's like he's a year away from being able to go after his card. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he can start chasing that at 17. So, um, yeah, really cool um, to see. He, he's a he's from Arizona, but he has local ties, obviously, to yeah. 
see him succeed and um, more people that are succeeding with local ties. Let's talk about the Utah Royals oh. that were on the U.S. Women's National Team. Speaking of nitty-gritty. Yeah, speaking of nitty-gritty, this is why we're here. Dirty goals today. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so the Utah Royals match against the Portland Thorns just wrapped up. Kristen Press, after being gone for like two months for international duty, comes back and nutmegs an opponent and literally slips it in in the smallest window that you could make a goal in. It's barely the goalkeeper. It barely was the size so of impressive. the ball. Yeah. It was crazy. And let me just say, first off, we are we we stand uh Kristen Press. We also we also do stand Becky Sauerbrunn sure. and Kelly O'Hara. But Kristen Press is just the best like her it first first real touch she passes the ball to um um amy rodriguez if i am not mistaken um just dropping dimes in the field and then the next real possession that she has she's nutmegs a defender and scores that goal amazing um and if you know if you follow soccer at all portland thorns is no um, is not the team you mess around with, right? So the, the the reason, the fact that she has that confidence and the ability to score and drop that beautiful goal, um, is great. Looks like Jerem Jordan had a front row seat to the. Uh, yeah, he just tweeted at us. He said, I "Had a great view of this from my seat." Nutmeg the near post past the goalie. Wowzers! <laughs> Amazing. Um. Anyways, the the. Utah Royals did end up drawing that match. They get they escape with one point, um, which is fine considering how good the Portland. Well, and the, and what they were able to do, um, finish it up in the 90th minute um, to get that one point because right. they they were uh, about to not get any points, and so one's always better than none. Yeah, three is better than one. Three is better than zero, but one is better than none. And so, shout out to the Utah Royals for getting it done. Yeah, uh, behind the leg of Kristen Press, and yeah, we just want to give a shout out to the U.S. Women's National Team members that are here with the Royals. Um, they had a big welcome on Tuesday when they arrived at the Salt Lake mm-hmm. International Airport. So, really cool to see some fans locally come out and support them. Um, and uh, yeah, we're wishing them all the best moving forward. Pretty cool. Um, to uh, to see that. Yeah, RSL didn't play tonight, but you know that team is on the up and up. They play Minnesota tomorrow, right? They play Minnesota tomorrow. Okay, um, so probably by the time most of you guys are listening to this, the match will be going. Um, or eh, hopefully, you guys are listening to it while you're doing your yard work on a Saturday morning. Yeah. Um, um, and then besides that, can we just talk about Zlatan? Oh my gosh! Yeah, talk about amazing performances on the soccer pitch. Yeah. Uh. Zlatan Ibrahimovic just had a hat trick with, um, what was it? Two of the most amazing goals that I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, the third one wasn't like it was still like skillful. Still, yeah, very skillful. But those that header and that first um, first one that he scored in like the eighth minute against yeah. LAFC was insane. Insane. Like just he's. Let me just preface this by saying i'm pretty sure ibrahimovic sean calloway if you're listening maybe you can translate this from uh, croatian or something i'm pretty sure it means uh, god's gift to the game of soccer is what ibrahimovic translates to yeah i'm 100 percent sure anyways that those two goals um the one where he like 
um, bounces it like around the off his foot, like around the defender, and then just one times it straight into the goal. I- insane. And then that header over the defender. Ibrahimovic is a big guy, but still to be on top, like in the air over a defender to head that into the goal, it's crazy. Yeah. So uh, yeah, some it made. I think it was number two on uh, Sports Center's top ten tonight. No, number two was that crazy. Oh uh, no, it was number three. You're yeah, right. it was number three. Um, <laughs> number two. Sorry. This is not very interesting, but this guy <laughs> literally got knocked out of a boxing ring um, during a boxing yeah. match. Uh, sorry, I don't know who it was, but it was pretty crazy. Um, the guy went through the ropes. It was like the stuff of movies. Yeah, like, it, it, and he just dives, and he was a big guy. like A big guy. Very big guy. <laughs> and he just dove right into the front row, like... Yeah. I feel bad for the people who tried to catch him. Like a 400-pound sack of potatoes. Yeah. Anyways, um... Well, I think that's all we have for uh, our sports stuff. So why don't we uh, go ahead and toss it to our interview with Tom Hackett. Uh, He's our we brought... uh, soccer correspondent. Yeah, so I we brought him say. on because he does a lot of things for KSLSports.com. And we've been meaning to have him on for a while. He does Dine and Dash. He does uh, Can Tom Hackett. He does yeah. uh, The Hallowed Grounds, which is our golf show. And he covers um, the RSL. Yeah, he does our matches. RSL podcast. He does the, the uh, Special, Special Forces, Forces Gang. Gang. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, here's our interview with Tom Hackett. All right, everybody. I'd like to introduce the man of the hour, the thunder from down under, oh, the punter from down under, the taller marine sex machine, oh, <laughs> one Mr. Tom Hackett. Tom, how's it going? I'm well. Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> I like this. Our podcast now has some international flavor Ooh. that's not just some guy from, like, 20 minutes north of the border. Um, Magna? Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, Tom, maybe you know this. I'm Canadian. I did not know that. You did Are not you know serious? that. Okay, so know. I'm from Canada. Well, and pa. so uh, I'm from Alberta, southern Alberta. Okay, I haven't been there. There is a, there's actually a future Utah safety. Maybe he's going to play quarterback. Uh, Dakota Hansen oh, okay. is serving up in uh, my hometown, Raymond, uh-huh. uh, younger brother of Chase Hansen. But oh. uh, I acquiesce. Let's focus on the man of the hour, Tom Hackett. Tom, you are a cross-platform host. Is that I technically guess. your job title? Yeah, I don't know. Um, you do a lot of things here at kslsports.com. You come up with a lot of ideas, and they turn into great segments that we air on the weekends. One of those segments um, is a new show. Talk to me about Dine and Dash. Dine and Dash. Dine and Dash. Dine and Dash. No, it's D&D. <laughs> Dine and Dash. Uh, I, I had a little tongue twister. We do record this podcast. I want everybody out there to know kind of late. Like it's SB after Super hours late. for a reason. Yes. So I do apologize if my tongue gets twisted. Uh, Dine and Dash is fun. I don't know how the idea came, uh, but I enjoy food. Last couple of years, I've enjoyed watching mm-hmm. food shows. Uh, rest in peace, Anthony Bourdain. Yes. I love watching his show. Um, anyway, so I started cooking a fair bit when I spent 10 months unemployed, drained the bank. But um, I, I went to the vice president of Bonneville, Tanya. I'm like, I want to do a food show. She's like, great. I'm like, really? She's cool. like, yeah. I'm like, I have no food background. She's like, I don't care. Yeah, so that's I'm awesome. like, okay. It's actually better that you don't have any food background. No, She's I like that because you know what? You can kind of... You can delve into places that like a typical food critic's not going to go to, like a yeah. place like Crown Burger or Greek Souvlaki or something. It's like fast food. Like a typical food critic is going to go to like Walter's Osteria and be like, ah, this right. is a four and three quarter star meal, and yeah. I had quite a problem with the texture and and like people like, like it's, I'm not interested in a forty dollar steak. Yes, 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we so, can't afford that. Yeah, so I so we enjoy your show and and the fact that you go around to like local places that people could actually go to. Yeah, so I try and go to local establishments if they have a couple uh, places or, sh- or restaurants. It's not the end of the world if they're from Utah. I'll I'll try and feature them. I've only done we've only done one full television episode at oh. early Jan- early July. Sorry. Um, and Tanya's committed to four, uh, four of them a year, so quarterly. Oh, okay. Uh, but we're throwing them up on uh, the YouTube channel, Castle Sports YouTube channel. There's a, a playlist. I don't know what the lingo is, but it's up there somewhere, so okay. go find it. I just, I just saw them go <laughs> up, and it looks like they've been getting good interaction so far. I, I have not looked, so yeah. I, I sure hope so. Cool. So, so, but, tell, uh, so what was your first episode? So I did. we did American food. Okay. Uh, we went to Lucky 13 Burgers. Mm, great place. Uh, good burgers, world-renowned burgers. We did uh, Trolley Winco for the wings. Okay. Uh, I like their wings a fair bit. Uh, what else? Do we, oh, Pat's Barbecue. We went to Pat's for some nice, some nice southern food. <laughs> I like <laughs> that, that southern accent. Yeah, that's like awesome. Yeah, so that's I've actually great. been to the South. Okay. Yeah. How'd you like it uh, when you were playing? Well, I was on a footy trip with my coach, my punting coach from back uh, home in Australia. It gets a bit rowdy, but um, where'd you go? It was bloody hot. I mean, because you've been to you guys, you've been you've played in Texas, right? No, no, no. So this was during the summer. Oh, like, okay. Like I would leave Utah for like a week to work with my punting coach from Australia, who would come out and work a bunch of us out. We'd all meet him. And in Texas? No, no. We were in like <laughs> Louisiana, Texas. Alabama. Oh, even okay. worse. Yeah, like we were like in the, the heart of South. it. Yeah. yeah. So you're oh. eating like gator steaks and stuff. <laughs> I had gator. No, I had gator. What? Yeah, I had blackened gator and it was delicious. Yeah, gator's really? good. Have so you not good. had gator? No. How uh, everyone, how's everyone had gator but me? So they serve it at um, uh, Rhodesio Grill. Oh. Or they did back in the day. I, I'm pretty sure that's where I had it. I've had snake and gator. I haven't had snake, but I had gator and I loved it. It tastes just a bit chewier version of chicken. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, anyway, where where was I? So we went to Pat's Barbecue. Oh, and then we finished it off with Big O Donuts. No, okay. this is a place I actually haven't heard of. I've heard of the first three, and I've heard great things about yeah. them. I haven't had a chance to go to them yet. Uh, Big O Donuts, tell us a little bit about that. Big O Donuts uh, recently located. They moved to about 900 South, three 400 West, um, okay. or 350 West, somewhere in that range and they do vegan donuts so they're healthy oh. for you i believe okay, okay i like that yeah i believe ve- if if the word vegans associated really to anything it means that they're good for you so instead of yeah. just limiting yourself to one donut you can actually smack 10 of them <laughs> down the gullet and feel great about yourself <laughs> which is exactly what i'm looking for when i go to a donut shop right so you eat, you actually eat 10 donuts and you feel like you've been on a run but nice. you haven't Interesting. Yeah. No, I tease. I joke. Uh, they're full of sugar. <laughs> yeah. But they're delicious. They delicious. really are. And uh, they were started four years ago on National Donut Day by a mother-daughter duo. Um, and they've had uh, pretty good success, I must admit. So mm. when we were there, there was people flowing in and out, and they'll run out of donuts as the early <sighs> afternoon comes around. So they close at 3. Okay. If you're going to get there, be there, get there before 3. But they're fun. Don't leave out. your bike outside unlocked when we were there this yeah i'm serious this uh, father son uh came in and they left about three four minutes after the fact and uh the father's bike was stolen what wow it's in that part of the it's, hood it's you know, downtown that part of the neighborhood. lake yeah kind of just off of rio grande it sounds like yeah it's yep. uh yeah rough around the edges those folk around that interesting yeah. so what uh, so you being a food uh enthusiast i guess yes you could say um, 
what are your bigger plans for this this project? Or are you going to move on to other things? Are you going to do a cooking show or something like that? Or no, well, okay, so I want to do a, a, a thing called Tailgating with Tom, but it's not going to be this mm. football season. I'm hoping to do it 2020. Because you did um, make some... Uh, Sausage some rolls. Bomb sausage rolls. Yeah, man, some I love good. sausage rolls. By the way, Hema, I need to give Hema credit here. What was that cafe you took me to? Oh, Sagato Bakery. Yes, Sagato. Okay, so uh, if you're into meat pies and sausage rolls, I, I promise they taste much better than they sound. <laughs> so, yeah, so Tom, like, obviously is from Australia, and my mother is Maori, so she, like, she's from New Zealand. And uh-huh. We grew up on sausage rolls and and meat pies yeah. and that sort of stuff. So it's the only bakery in town I've found sausage rolls and meat pies at, and, mm. and big hammer-hay-mooly took me there, and I uh, I appreciate that. So, that was fun. Um, anyway, now we're going to do, for, for uh, what, three more episodes on television, hopefully, and uh, kind of bounce around. I'm, I'm trying to enter the Asian cuisine now. Nice. Uh, it's hard, though, like really hard, because I lived in Tokyo for six years. So, right. So I have, um, I've eaten like the best of the best Japanese food, and I've actually traveled most of Asia. So... Um, I I really do enjoy it. It's my favorite cuisine is Asian. So but the there's bar so is high. much. But there's so much there's so like because we only have half an hour to fill, right? So mm-hmm. in the first episode we did four restaurants, but it's like what am I gonna do? I got ramen, katsudon, cuts curry rice, pho. <laughs> I mean the list goes on Chinese. So I, I just don't sushi, know what you do. Thai food. Thai, yeah, thai yeah. curry. I mean you know, <sighs> I'm in trouble. Korean so, barbecue. Uh, Korean barbecue, yeah. one of my oh, favorites. Goodness. I don't know how you're going to choose. Or what what are some of your favorite uh, Asian spots here in Salt Lake? So for ramen, I go to Tasha's, T-O-C-H-S, ramen. I think they have two locations now, but they started with just one off State Street. Uh, Chinese, I've heard. Um, I haven't actually been, because, okay, in, in Australia, we have great Chinese food. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a large Chinese uh uh, culture in Australia. There's a lot of Chinese people there. Canada's so, actually the same way. The really good really? Chinese food in southern Alberta. Yeah. yeah. Oddly enough, because they had detention camps up there during okay. World War II, oh. and so a lot of people of uh, Asian descent just stayed there after. And so uh, Raymond, or sorry, Lethbridge, um, which is just north of Raymond, where I'm from, has really, really good Chinese food. Like Really good Chinese food is really, really good. Yeah, yeah, it is. And so like coming to Salt Lake City, maybe that I've heard there's a place called Mandarin up in Bountiful, I'm yet to try it. Oh, I love Mandarin. Is it good? That's my hood. Is yeah. it good? It's good. Okay. And it, but, of course, I've, I haven't lived in Asia like you have, so I don't know where the bar's at. I need to try it because I've heard that's really, really good. I haven't been able to find another, like, uh, authentic Chinese right. restaurant. So, uh, anyway, I bounce around. Sushi, I like it. Sapa, if you've had Sapa, that's also on State yeah, Street. Yeah, you told me to go there. I haven't been there yet. Um, it's quite it's quite fancy, but it's delicious. Um, I mean, what's... Sushi, you need to spend money. You you do. You like, gotta spend money for good sushi. Easily, I mean, I, I'm a tsunami guy. That's like my go-to mm-hmm. sushi place. And usually, if my wife and I go, we easily spend like hundred to two hundred dollars, yeah. just depending on what kind of rolls we right. get. And then you got to get the appetizers, like uh-huh. the edamame. And then yep. they have these bomb short ribs there, the short Korean ribs. barbecue short ribs at mm-hmm. Tsunami. If uh-huh. you guys haven't had them, the best. Really? Seriously, the best. They are so good. Nice. Um, my brother-in-law is not a big fan of sushi. He goes there and orders two of those short ribs. He orders one to eat in the restaurant, one to take home. Wow. Because <laughs> he loves it. So, so it's, so it's Tom, good. Tom, so let me just say, if you need people to film you or to hold your coat uh-huh. when you go to these Asian restaurants for your next episode or whatever... I'm just gonna throw my hat into the ring. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that no, is. I, I will. Uh, I'll volunteer myself too. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm trying. I'm actually trying to put a production team together. Okay. Yes. Yeah, because I'm trying to take this bad boy off. I'm. 
I love KSL and it's great, but look, if the Food Network or Viceland comes calling, <laughs> yeah. I've already told the bosses. There is a smell space. Smell you later. Yeah, there is a space that needs to be filled that Anthony Bourdain left. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, we need another uh, gentleman that's well-traveled like you to, to take that spot for sure. So it's, yeah, it's certainly uh, probably the best gig I have at KSL. I'm, I'm very fortunate and uh, appreciative that uh, people around here let me do stuff like that. And uh, if you want to check it out, kslsports.com is where you can do so. It is on YouTube mm-hmm. uh, as well. But there's articles on kslsports.com that kind of give you a preview if you want to read it. And there's also the video attached to those articles. Perfect. So kslsports.com to find more. And, and you if- mentioned that you have your hand in or hat and other couple of rings here at KSL. You, you're very multiversed because uh, you're a, ve- a very diverse person. So um, fake it until you make it. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm <laughs> well, not good whatever you want to say, but yeah. you have a golf show too. And I do. Uh, it's it's what in eight or eight weeks in nine weeks. Oh, uh, we're a handful of weeks in. Yeah, uh, two months or so. I okay. Guess. Yeah. So um, it's been about two months, and uh, it's every Sunday, uh, ten forty or ten forty five is when Sports Beat starts. Eleven fifteen is when your segment airs. Right. Who is your guest this week? Uh, we uh, we went out and, and killed two birds with one stone, actually, this week, and, and we shot two episodes, so okay. they're back-to-back, but Brooks Lennon and Tate Schmidt Ooh. from RSL, so two RSL nice. players are coming awesome. on. Um, and by the way, thank you to, to the both of you for having to edit that uh, oh. mess. Well, we get to give a shout-out to Nate uh, Dowdle, because he's helped us out he with that. He does a lot of the heavy Nate, lifting. Nate yeah. does a lot of the heavy lifting. You guys put those final touches on, so appreciate uh, all three of you. So, yes, no, it's fun. I play Will- at Willow Creek Country Club. Big thank you to the members out there for allowing us to shoot. Um, and it's almost like I have a free membership out there. <laughs> That's awesome. Which so is like, great. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good gig. So, like, between the golf show and the food show, I'm uh, I'm happy. <laughs> Which is uh, half the battle, right? Yeah, whatever you're work. trying to find a job, the most important now thing is happiness. Now we just need to, uh, for any of you out there that own a car dealership, we are looking for a car vehicle to replace um, Basil. Yeah, Basil's on her last she legs. Is, the clock is ticking for Basil. Yes, no, you're very, very true, Ham. So uh, <laughs> I've been trying to weasel my way into car dealerships, but... Um, uh, unsuccessful so far. So okay. anyway, we'll see. It'll, we'll get it. Yeah, um, eventually. Let me ask you, uh, who was the best person, the best guest that you've had in terms of golf? Because you've had some great guests, but who's the best golfer that you went up against? So, uh, good question, Zach. Um, I've um, I've had a hard time getting BYU folk, and I know you yeah. guys are BYU fans, but uh, I once called them bastards, and I think they're still <laughs> I think they're still a bit bitter. Right? Still, still hanging uh, on. To that. You call us bastards every day, so yeah, yeah. Like, I know, that's we call each don't, other bastards. That's what they it's don't fine. know. Is I, in fact, I call you two a lot worse than bastards. <laughs> yeah. on a, no, only tease. Um, but seriously, I have had a hard time getting some... B- so it's been... And I do apologize to the BYU fans out there because I am trying. I want you guys to know yeah. uh, that I'm trying to get BYU and, and get some blue in there. I wear a blue shirt half the time, for crying <laughs> out loud. Um, it's got to be between Sharif Shaw, uh, Utah cornerbacks coach, mm. who I love, and Britton Covey I had on. Okay. okay, so I'm glad you brought that up because, real quick, I'll share a quick story. Britton Covey was in town for one of his homies that he played at Tim Few with. Gabe Reed just got married. Uh-huh. Gabe Reed is a... Uh, D-end at Stanford where my brother plays. So my sure. brother um, went to Gabe's wedding also. There's this video online that my brother took where they're at Top Golf for the bachelor party and Britton Covey is like bouncing the ball off of his like wedge or iron or whatever he's using and then he hits it in midair and swings and just whacks this thing like s- straight on super hard 
Dude's got some golf skills. Yeah, well, he, he's a country club kid. He grew up going to Riverside Country Club. Riverside so. Country yeah. Club, yeah. So I'm glad you brought him up because I'm like, oh, I bet that dude balls. Uh, he he's a, he is a talented golfer. He didn't have his best day, though, uh, unfortunately. So here's the game plan. Here's what I do. So I'll get to the course mm-hmm. about 30 to 45 minutes before we're teeing off, and obviously we've, we've organized all that prior. Um, but I'll tell the guests to show up when we're meant to tee off. So I'll get there 45 minutes early, hit the range, you know, warm up. Oh, get yeah. the. But when the guest comes, I'm like, geez, sorry, mate, we've got to go to the yeah. tee box. Yeah, I won't, yeah no, cause I can't let them win. <laughs> so uh, I don't actually do that. That's but funny. sometimes, yeah, uh, when Britt was there, we had a very short warm up and away we went. He, he hadn't played Willow Creek before, unfortunately. Oh. So. Um, he didn't quite know the landscape or the layout as well as I did, and uh, I was able to get the victory, which is all that matters. But <laughs> he's talented. All he's talented. Well, Jay Hill looked good. Was he? Was that just uh, some fancy camera work, or is he actually pretty good golfer? Coach Hill can play. Okay. So here's what's interesting is uh, Coach Hill, uh, while speaking to Sharif Shaw, uh-huh. Sharif Shaw says that I'm in uh, co- that he is in Coach Hill's head. He says that, uh, well, he uses some explicit, uh, explicit to describe Jay Hill. He says, that man uh, cannot beat me, you know, on the golf course. Like, yeah. uh, there's this rivalry between Jay Hill and, and Sharif Shaw. And uh, Sharif Shaw and I drew on back-to-back holes, so there was no winner, but Jay oh. Hill beat me. So I just, I can't, and I've never been able to, to compete with Coach Hill for whatever reason. He's... He can play. Interesting. And he loves it too. He like yeah. lives and breathes it. You think he's he'd competitive. Be, for you'd sure. think he'd be immersed in football. I'm sure he is, but he puts a lot of time towards golf and yeah. how he can get better. Yeah. And the worst uh, worst opponent. Oh dear. It was well, Kyle, right? Uh, Wit sucks. It's because he's so ripped. <laughs> I know, dude's like. A, I was like looking at his swing, and like I'm not a great golfer, but I feel like <laughs> I have good form. Yeah. Um, because my dad has taught me very well. Shout out to you, dad. But, uh. Coach Witt, his biceps are just too big. They get in the way. Get that proper rotation. Yeah, his pecs. Yeah, I mean, you name it, it's getting in the way. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, he battles. He swings, and it's not pretty. He hacks at it. Ah. And uh, I actually asked him while I was out there and told him that I think his biceps are too big. (laughs) um, Hence, why the swing isn't quite working out. Um, and then I continued to ask how much he can lift and and how many reps of two twenty five he can get and. He told me you didn't know, he knows. Um, and it's I mid-20s. told him that's bull dust. <laughs> uh, you certainly know. So anyway, no, Coach Witt, he is, uh, he's the man. His golf swing sucks, that though. <laughs> that's hilarious. And you know what he says? He's like, ah, oh, Tommy, I've been playing too many uh, tournaments, you know, too many four-man scrambles, and yeah. uh, my, my, my <laughs> game just goes. I'm not always one. the best yeah. ball. <laughs> my game just, just goes, goes straight downhill after. Oh, I'm like, yeah, funny. yeah, yeah, okay, shut <laughs> the. Yeah. Okay, so one last question before okay. we wrap up, and we'll let you go. Um how are you feeling about the first game of the season for Utah? Oh, pretty good, pretty yeah. good. Okay, um, you you know, and I've talked about this a few on a few different occasions now. I think it's a fascinating conversation to have because you know national media is over here talking about Utah potentially being the Rose Bowl contender mm-hmm. uh, and a small, small sleeper for a playoff spot mm-hmm. um, as they're stacked on offense and defense, and 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 yet like local media, and I guess where to blame. To some extent, you know, we're talking about how is this a year B where you can beat Utah, mm-hmm. and I understand why the convers- both conversations are taking place. Every year, the games right. seem to be closer, right. mm-hmm. and we're going to say that every year until we freaking beat you guys. You know, it's yeah. like is this the year finally? Anyways. And and I and I so I get it, but I I do think Utah should prevail victorious this year. I, mm-hmm. I, I this is the strongest Utah team, and granted, I've only been around since 2012, but. 
this has been this is the strongest Utah team I can remember. I, th- I think it's probably the best team since two thousand eight. That two thousand eight yeah. team was loaded. Two thousand four was probably better than two thousand eight. I'm too young to remember that. Maybe Hema, you I do remember it a little bit better. That um, two thousand four team was really good. I think this team honestly has potentially be better than that team. Yeah. Just with so many people returning and yeah. they're all still young. Like, well the thing is is year. they had what, five guys that could have realistically declared for the draft right. early and they all decided to come back and that yeah. was it's a kind big of a, deal. A, an alarm goes off in BYU fans' heads. Yeah, yeah. It was a close game last year, but there were a lot of injuries on both sides, and right. hopefully everyone's going to be healthy mm-hmm. on both sides, both teams yeah. heading into this first game. So the three big things I'm I'm looking at from Utah this year, um, when it comes to kind of how it can derail if it does derail, uh, offensive line is one, and that'll mm-hmm. be a conversation that lasts throughout four camp and into the mm-hmm. season. They they lost a handful of guys on there; they're going to have to replace. So that'll be interesting, but. Coach Harding uh, is the man, and he's he's found a way over the last couple of years to make it work. So uh, that'll be a fascinating conversation to have when that time comes. The kicking spot, which is so strange, because for a decade now, you know, Utah offensive and defensively haven't been all that great, but their special teams has been good, especially the kicking game, right, from Louis Sakoda through... To Andy Phillips, Matty yeah. Gay, and now it's like the one year where they're stacked on O and it's D. Like, it's like okay, now we now we have to really understand how important a, a good kicker is because I got a bad bad feeling that that if they can't figure that out in camp, I mean games are won and lost or could, right. can be won and lost on yeah. off the leg of, of of the kicker. So I am nervous about the kicker, and then and then the health of Tyler Huntley to me is very important right. because mm-hmm. uh, I think there's only been one quarterback at Utah since Brian Johnson. Uh, in 08 to have a healthy season. It was Troy Williams, and I, I want to say off the right. top of my head, it was 2016 when he when he started and ended the year. Yeah. So Tyler Huntley's yet to be able to do that. He's by, he, he's the best quarterback Utah has. If they're going to the Rose Bowl, I think he's the guy. Although I do like Jason Shelley as a backup. He's just a backup for a reason right yeah, now. Right. So, but he wants serviceable, so I think... I he think is very right serviceable. Yeah, I mean, his performance in that BYU game, that second half, was great. And but, even the in, and even the Pac-12 championship game, you go back and look at it, the one touchdown Washington had wasn't his fault. He threw a perfect ball. I was right there on the sideline. Yeah, yeah. And C.O.C. Mariner just somehow had it come off his knee into the hands of the defensive back. So uh, I still would love to see Tyler Huntley play from game one all the way until however many games they play. So they're my three big things. If they all go to plan, I think Utah can be a top 10 team come uh, year's end. And I just, you know, this this first game, I, and I've been thinking about that, what if BYU beats Utah this year? I mean, it, the state catch on fire. The state yeah, would literally yeah. catch on fire. No, it would be super unexpected because be I, all the expectations are that for all the years that BYU has had a chance, the years that they had Jamal Williams, Taysom Hill, Kyle Van Oy, uh Ezekiel Ansah, Danny Swanson, they weren't able to get it done no. when they actually stacked up. Maybe they were favored uh, advantage-wise with the talent that they had, yeah. um, or at least it was closer. And this year, I mean, I think BYU is a good team, but they're just very young still. Yeah. All of the, the important competitor, or contributors that they have – Zach Wilson's a sophomore. Lopini Katoa is a sophomore. Uh, Gunnar Romney is a sophomore. Um, you know, you name off all the guys, and they're all underclassmen. Mm-hmm. Um, they have some good guys, good upperclassmen on on the offensive line and uh, on defense. But the playmakers on offense, they're all still young guys that you know you don't know what's going to happen when you throw their feet to the fire. And it, it's a rivalry game that's heated. It's the first game of the season. The whole country is going to be watching because it is the first game of the year. You just don't know what's going to happen when, when they're put in that spotlight. Yeah. Granted, uh, and lastly, I guess, f- for Utah in particular, if that game goes south and they don't end up winning, it's not their season drought. Now, it's the playoff no. 
out of contention, obviously. You're not going to make a playoff losing to BYU in the first week, I don't think. But, you know, given that yeah. it's a non-conference game, you've still got Pac-12 to play. And if you can win the Pac-12, you go to the Rose Bowl. So yeah. uh, they've still got that to play for. So it's not the, do- the be-all and end-all for Utah. But, boy, it would cause quite a riot. I'll be down there at the cool. Stadium. It'll be a long, we will yeah. be fun. We'll be a be long ride there, home yeah. if Utah can't get the <laughs> job done, let me tell you. Hey, Tommy, thanks for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Um, catch... The golf show on Sundays, um, and anything else you want to plug? Oh, dine and dash castle sports dot com. That's okay. all. Thanks yeah. for having me, gents. And you you are, you host a couple podcasts as well. Yeah, Lions yeah, yeah. Den, uh, Special Forces gang. Mm-hmm. Are you involved with anything else that I missed? No, nope, I think okay. that's all. That's everything. So, yeah, thanks for coming in, Tom. And uh, if you guys haven't checked it out yet, check out some of Tom's other work. Appreciate you guys. Big thank you to Tom uh, for dropping by the studio. Uh, thanks, mate. He actually stayed past. Um, the time that he's normally scheduled till to come in and record with us. So we really appreciate that. Um, and uh, yeah, it was cool to get some insight on what hit, got him into like food and um, golf because he has a very unique um, uh, set of interests Yeah, that like don't necessarily always cross over. Um, so, it, and I, I think it's been kind of cool to get to know him and see, um, especially coming from a different country, some of the perspectives that he has on for stuff sure. like that because um, it, it's just different. It's good to get a different perspective on stuff like that. For sure. Um, but we'll have him again soon, so Utah fans, look forward to that. Um, BYU fans, I'm sorry that he called you guys bastards. Um, <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, oh, so good. Yeah, it's been... Um, you know, this is kind of our last slow week before the football season starts because for sure. this week we have... Um, Utah, Utah State Media Day on Wednesday. I'm flying out to uh, L.A. for Pac-12 Media Day. The basketball tournament is happening on Thursday. And then Friday, we're going to have our big guest in studio that Mm -hmm. we kind of teased earlier in the podcast. But um, So, since this was kind of like the last slower week that we had, quote-unquote, I actually got a chance to go out to the movies this week. Oh, me too. Um, And so, I have always had a soft spot for Pixar movies. Okay. Um, especially the Toy Story franchise. I love Toy Story. Toy Story is um, Maybe, I mean, they were definitely my favorite movies when I was a kid. They still, they aged very well. Um, For sure. Maybe not necessarily like the the uh, animation in Toy Story 1. Oh, yeah. But it's pretty the story bad. itself is still really good. Yeah. Um, and ever since I became a parent, uh, you kind of have a different perspective on like Disney movies and Pixar and the messages that Absolutely. they have. You have a very different um, uh, like vision towards it and what sure. perspective. And so um, Toy Story 4 was actually, uh, my expectations were kind of low because people weren't super positive about it. I don't know. Really? Um, yeah. Well, I just saw people that were like, why did they make another one after Toy Story oh, 3? Okay. And, like money, obviously. Sure. Um, and it's like, you're really going to complain that they're making more movies. Yeah. Like, I love movies. Yeah. I will see, I, I would see every movie if I could. If if I didn't have a kid, I would be at the movies every single Absolutely. day. And I'm not joking. Yeah. Um, I had a movie pass back at- R.I.P. When, yeah, R.I.P. back when it existed. And I kid you not, I went to the movies four days a week because my wife and I work opposite schedules. I would wake up, go to school. I would, on my way home from school, I'd usually stop at the Cinemark at Orem or- uh, at the uh, Megaplex Theater in Geneva Ooh, and go Megaplex. and see a movie. Yeah. And so um, it was nice to get out and go on a date night with my wife. Yes, we did go see a Pixar movie on our date night. <laughs> um, but we really enjoyed it. It was, my wife said it was the funniest 
movie in the Toy Story franchise, which I really? agree. Um, they wow. did a great job with. Um, I'm not. This is spoiler free review, guys. Spoiler free. Um, but I really like the cast. I mean, the cast has always been strong. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but they added. Um, uh, shoot, I forget his name, but the uh, the actor that plays Buster Bluth in Arrested Development. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Christina uh, Hendricks, who is on Mad Men, um, and then uh, Key and Peele. Key and Peele are awesome. Wow. Key and Peele are great. We're big Key and Peele fans. Um, too. They even had a uh, uh, Keanu Reeves was in it. No. Yeah, John Keanu... Wick. He's the stuntman. Yeah, he's the stuntman. Stuntman's great. Okay. He's Duke Cannon, uh, legendary stunt toy. I don't guess. know. Whatever. Um, anyway, great movie. Um, great message. Uh, kind of one that goes like like most Pixar movies do. It's one that can reach to both the adult audience and the children's audience. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Has a reference to my favorite um, Key and Peele skit. Uh, just look up on Twitter, guys. Drax them squounced. <laughs> um, watch it twice. Please. Watch it twice. It's great. Okay. So um, it is the best Key and Peele skit. The first time you watch it, you're going to be like, what, what is happening? just happened? But yeah. then after you watch it, um, you're going to need to watch it again, and then you'll laugh your tail off the second time you watch it. Um, so it's called Prepared for Terry's. <laughs> um, and it's just, it's so great. I've showed it to uh, uh, our colleagues in the office. And like I said, the first time they watched it, they were just like, What? what? And then we watched it again, and they were everyone was just laughing their tail off, for uh, lack of a better word. But um, uh, anyway, what did you go and see? Yeah, so like I said, I, I I went and saw the new Spider-Man. It took me a while to see it, um, but I have a lot of thoughts. Overall, the new Spider-Man is great. I love it. Uh, give me more Tom Holland Spider-Man. There's so did you see what happened with uh, the deal that Sony and Marvel had? Oh no! So, if the movie grosses more than one billion, um, then Marvel gets to use the rights uh, for Spider-Man with Tom Holland moving forward. If not, then the rights go back to Sony. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Well, it had six hundred fifty thousand after its opening weekend. Oh, so they'll. Um, so I'm sure it it'll easily. get to there. Um, and uh, there are people who go back for repeat viewings. There. I'm gonna. So that's gonna be haven't me. seen it like me. I'm gonna go back. I'm hoping to go see it this week, but. Um, we're kind of reaching like peak movie season for summer movies for sure. Um, cause Lion King just came out today. Yeah. Um, next week it's once upon a time in Hollywood, which I've been looking forward to since hateful eight came out. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then the week after that, I think it's Hobbs and Shaw. So mm-hmm. very busy next couple of weeks. Can't wait. Um, you'll have some coverage whenever we get a chance to go out to the movies. Yeah. From us. I am definitely going to see Hobbs and Shaw though. Yeah. Um, we're gonna every, see every trailer I see. Yeah. And then we're also going to see Cats together, I think. Yeah, I think so. Beautiful um, movie. If you haven't seen the uh, trailer, please watch it. It's you guys beautiful. are going to be haunted. It's scarier than the It Part <laughs> 2 trailer. <laughs> it's going to win an Oscar. Well, you know what? It's not only like peak um, summer movie season. It's movie trailer season. So we just had a yeah. bunch of brand new movie trailers come out. Some that we've been looking forward to for a while, like Top Gun Maverick. Uh-huh. Very excited for that. Yeah, me I too. can't wait to have Tom Cruise back in the in the uh, uh, Top Gun world and uh, Miles Teller. Um, I'm very excited for this cast. Okay. It, it looks good. I'm excited. Yeah. That trailer has me hyped. It was like Creed 2. Do you okay. remember the Creed 2 trailer when it came out? Yeah. 
so Creed it's just one everything a little bit. Yes, sort of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Because Creed one brought back that excitement. Because yeah. excitement was at an all time low after Rocky Balboa. I mean, uh-huh. Rocky five almost killed off the Rocky franchise. Yeah, Rocky Balboa comes back, and um, people were it kind of brought back that same passion. But you know, Rocky was aging. the The torch needed to be passed. It's not going to go to Milo Ventimiglia. I mean, come on, right? He's doing stuff like saving dogs from fires. <laughs> For, and, and for this me, is us. And for me, it's Peter Petrelli from Heroes. See, I know him more from Gilmore Girls. That's crazy. My wife does too. Because to be my wife watches Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls is our nightlight. Really? Gilmore Girls is our nightlight. So in I our haven't bedroom. given it a shot, but I do like the lady that created it. Man, we'll, it's we good. Can talk about this later. It's good. Gilmore Girls is good. I would recommend it. You need to watch it at least once because it has a ton of cultural significant relevant uh references okay it's very culturally relevant and it's very smart it knows what it is very smart um shows from like the cw and warner bros wb whatever it was back in the day right when they don't know what they are they're bad Uh, but when they understand what they are and what the target audience is they're good and gilmore girls is one of those shows you need to watch gilmore girls in order to completely round out your pop culture perspective Especially you, you're a big fan of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which the creators, right. the uh, Sherman Palladinos, also created Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. They also did Bunheads, which I was a big yeah, like, yeah. Fan you of. you mentioned that to me before. Yeah, um, yeah I, I definitely recommend it. if you guys are fans of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Number one, if you haven't heard of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and you're okay with profanity, profanity and stuff like that check it out because it is a hilarious it's great show it's an amazon original series it's been nominated for a ton of emmys there's two seasons for you to binge yes so knock out the two seasons rachel brosnahan is great she won Um, uh she uh, won best actress emmy yeah right yeah she won emmy for best actress and yeah and so you watching that you'll really appreciate because the humor is very similar it's just not it's very quick it's witty it's that banter Uh that back and forth that you have that is really driven by the two main characters. So I recommend it. Um, but it just isn't to that same level of profanity. So it's a, it's similar in the vein of like the way it's executed, but okay. in, in the delivery, just because it lacks that same profanity. Right. It's, it's a little bit different, but it's good. I recommend it. Your wife will love you right. if you watch it. <laughs> she actually has the first three seasons on DVD. Well, you, you can you just use a Netflix That's login. Um, so in that same vein, I'll, you recommended that show to me. Let me recommend one to you. I feel like that you and I have been friends for a little while. I'm starting to get to know you a little better. And so I wanted to take a deep dive and see your culture. And so I started a TV show called Letter Kenny. Okay, so <laughs> it's uh You've told me to watch this. It's so it's on Hulu. It's a it's actually a Canadian show. Okay. Uh it's a sit it's uh not a sit. I like the other Canadian show that you uh, referred me to mm-hmm. it was Shit's Creek, yeah. great show, hilarious, um, big fan. It's it's also in that same vein of Shit's Creek where it's like kind of a sit- not really like a sitcom in that sense, but it's very situational. Every episode's different. You don't have to follow a specific storyline necessarily. Um, but much like uh, the Sherman Palladino's TV shows, it's got quick banter, um, a lot of. Canadianisms, which I find very charming and very hilarious. So, do they have like Canadian accents or no? They do. They're from, um, takes place in this like fictional small town of Letterkenny. I think it's in Saskatchewan or something. Yeah. Um, but the guys that 
are the main characters are Hicks and they say the funniest things. But then there's like hockey player bros and it's the Canadian bros are very different from like American bros, but it's very similar in like how they dress and they say things. Anyways. So do you got to get sick of the, uh, the accents? That no, they have? it's hilarious. And they'll say things like, uh, because I know that we have a, uh, a coworker that this is more, <laughs> a little more Irish. Is it? Uh, that one was a little bit more Irish. Those last few words. Well, they'll say things like, um, Zach, how are you now? Yeah, how are you now, eh? And then, then you'll be like, oh, not so bad. Like that's yeah. That, see, that's the thing is that that's definitely more of a Saskatchewan, like Minnesota type okay. accent. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like uh, they'll say things like uh, pitter patter. Let's get at her. Like that's something my dad used to say all the no. time. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. That's great. Um. So like my dad, I always I think we've mentioned it on the podcast before. Um, I always thought that like a sled was called a toboggan <laughs> and people would just be like, what the heck are you talking about? I was like, Hey, that sounded very Canadian. Do you guys you have a toque that I could borrow? Hey, <laughs> uh, cause my ears are getting a little bit cold and they just look at me. What? What's a toque? <laughs> uh, Oh, you know, I just, I need a loony and a toonie. <laughs> Do you know what those are? No, it's Canadian currency. A loony is a $1 coin. A toonie is a $2 coin. Okay. Yeah wild yeah you know what i need to do sometime to just kind of immerse you a little bit in my culture yes because you have shared some of your culture with me especially the cuisine oh yeah for sure aka kava yeah (laughs) we've mixed kava together hema i need to share with you canadian chocolate because canadian chocolate is one of the best things in the entire world really my aunt from bc is coming down next month yes um i'm sure that she'll bring if i ask nicely she'll bring some arrow bars some mint arrow bars um, maybe I don't know like those are, but they sound amazing. they're amazing. Uh, uh, what what's with the arrows thing? Is that a is that a BC thing? No, it's just a it's a it's just a Canadian thing. Okay. You know what I really need to bring in for you is a Nanaimo bar. That was it. A Nanaimo bar. Nanaimo. Nanaimo. Bar. Nanaimo. I sound, I feel like I'm De- D'Angelo Vickers in uh, the office <laughs> where he's like when Michael's training him for the Dundies. The Dundies. Yeah. Nanaimo, okay? A Nanaimo okay. bar is a Canadian delicacy. It's a dessert. Oh. That uh it's it's kinda like a um like a no bake with cookie crust. Or sorry, no bake with like coconut crust, then a layer of like custard topped with chocolate. Oh. It is the best dessert ever. Interesting. Um I every year for my birthday, my mom still does this for me. I'm twenty five years old. <laughs> My mom makes me an Nanaimo bar cheesecake. Ooh. And it cheesecake. is delicious. That sounds I'm going to bring in a Nanaimo bar. Well, a Nanaimo pan for our colleagues at KSL yeah. uh, to partake of because it will blow your mind. It okay. is the best dessert you will ever have. Dude, that sounds um, awesome. And I feel like I've brought in some pretty good desserts. My wife's a good baker. Yeah. Um, but nothing tops a good Nanaimo bar. Um, Dope. Eh? So... Uh, I'm just going to share that with uh, all our all our friends. Sorry to our listeners. Maybe if you guys uh, entice us to come on the podcast day, eh? we'll uh, bring you on. Yeah, we'll bring you on, don't you know? That's I that's don't Minnesota. Know. Don't you know is a Minnesota thing, okay? Don't get us mixed up with the Minnesotans, okay? <laughs> we are, I'm from Alberta. Okay. Is that the one that's like straight up from here? Yeah, just straight okay. north. I think my sister-in-law is from around there, too. Okay. I'm not quite sure. Probably Calgary or Cardston because it seems that every Hearts single person that has some sort of tie to 
Utah well, because of their religious affiliation. Uh, yes. That's probably it. Is tied to Calgary or Cardston. Anyways. Um but yeah, uh so uh, I guess that's enough Canadian facts for the day. Yeah. Um did you guys know Canadians invented pineapple pizza? I apologize <laughs> on behalf of my country. <laughs> I am sorry. Again, we're gonna get you give me pineapple pizza. We're gonna get chance of build the wall I'm when you guys realize that. I will throw it in your face. Um well that's it for for today's pod. Um Again, thanks, Tom Hackett, for coming on to the show. Um, everyone listening, stay tuned, because this weekend on Sports Beat, we are going to have our BYU preview, BYU football preview show. Yeah, so all our interviews that we collected from Media Day, we took the best from them. The best. Put it together. We have a sick hype video that I put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a little bit, bit of a plug for me there. Um, so make sure you guys <laughs> check that out. And then we'll be doing our Sports Beat After Hours BYU football 2019 season preview um featuring the one and only mitch harper featuring the one and only mitch harper um and we'll also be announcing stay tuned to that podcast we'll be announcing the winner of the dawn issue ones um so just stay tuned and whoever wins them make sure you guys reach out to us because we're not going to babysit you (laughs) we're testing you to see if you actually listen to our podcast so uh yeah i think that's uh it's everything that we got here. So, um, producer, why don't you uh, play the music? And so we can <laughs> sign out. I'm talking to myself because I'm the producer. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, for listening. I am your host, Hema Himuli Jr. He is my other host. Co-host. Co-host. Make co-host. sure you guys subscribe, review, share it with your friends. Uh, help us grow our podcast. Subscribe to our podcast now, don't you know? Good night, everybody. Hey. Okay.